Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for your life, Jesus. We thank you for the forgiveness of our sin. We thank you for everything in our life. Father, we love you. We honor you. We adore you. We want to glorify your name. Father, this morning, if any of our family member or our relative, they are sick, Father, I pray for their healing and your comfort with them. Father, we love you and we believe that everything for the good, uh, for everything you do for the good of us. We thank you and we trust you, Lord. As we listen to your word this morning, we want to put aside our worry, our fear, and our burden, Lord. We want to listen to your word and speak to us in the way you want. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Can I ask Chris to read John? Today we learn from John chapter one, uh, chapter seven, verse one to thirteen. John chapter 7, verses 1 to 13, from the NIV version. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go out in Judea because the Jewish leaders were there looking for a way to kill him. But when the Jewish festival of the tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers do not believe in him. Therefore, Jesus told them, my time is not yet here. For you, any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that it works. its works are evil. You go to the festival. I am not going up to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. After he said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said, he is a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people, but no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. Thank you. So when we uh, learn from the gospel of John, John in his gospel clarified the correct answer to the question who Jesus Christ is. That is the John main purpose. So John chapter 1 uh, said that the word was God, that the word was his God. And John chapter 1, 9 to 11, John said, The true light that gives light to everyone, the true light, the word or the son of God, was coming into the world. Jesus 
is God incarnate. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to, to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. John 3, 6, uh, chapter 3, 16, that's why uh, Jesus said, so uh, for the, the Lord, so, for God so loved the world, he sent his only son for the redemption of our sin. So when we look at the next chapter, John says that uh, Jesus turned water into wine. Jesus heals the uh, officer's son. Jesus restored the Samaritan woman. Jesus uh, healed the paralyzed man who has waited for 38 years at the uh, Bethesda. And then chapter 6, that is a very uh, popular one. Jesus feeds the 5,000. And then Jesus walked on water. So we could imagine Jesus is very popular. She performed miracle after miracle. And at the end, he fed 5,000. And when we look at the uh, material yesterday uh, in the life group, it says that at that time, the food was very expensive. That's why when he fed 5,000, he, uh, uh, he attracted more followers. So... And Jesus has a lot of followers and disciples. After Jesus fed the, the 5,000 with the physical bread, Jesus taught them with the spiritual bread, the bread of life. The bread, he is the bread of life. Who eat with him will have eternal life. So then John chapter 6, 66 to 68 John said, after this, after Jesus shared the uh, life, uh, bread of life, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Jesus' disciples abandoned Jesus. Jesus said to the twelve, do you want to go as well, to go away as well? And Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the word of the eternal life. So this morning, we must have the right view of who Jesus is to believe Jesus as our Savior and Lord. Uh, at the chapter 7, verse 1 to 13, the f it starts with the phrase, after this. It refers to the event described in chapter 6, which happened around the Passover or spring or April. Since chapter 7 was written in the time of the Feast of Tabernacle, it is a time different between chap uh, chapter 6 and chapter 7. There is a six-month different from the end of chapter 6 and the beginning of chapter 7. So during this those six months, 
Jesus mainly discipled his 12 disciples. And he traveled and uh, ministered around the Gal uh, Galilee. So this is recorded in Matthew, in the book of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And uh, Jesus performed healing, performed miracle. He casting, uh, cast the demons and feeding the 4,000. And he taught his 12 disciples, even though 12, one of them betrayed him. So he taught them intensively about crucifixion and resurrection and about him uh, most of the time. So they were, because uh, the Feast of Tabernacle is only recorded in John's Gospel, there were three great Jewish festivals in Jerusalem that every man, every man has expected, was expected to attend. So the first one is Passover in April, Pentecost, the second one, 50 days after Passover, and the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacle or some translations say the Feast of Shelter that occurred in October. So the Feast of Booths or the Tabernacle lasted for seven days and then later they added one more day. And what happened during the festival? During this time, people built shelter outside their home or on the roof of their home made from branches. And during the festival, people live in the shelter. They left their home and they live in the shelter. This is to remind them that their ancestor for 40 years wandered in the wilderness and lived from ten to tens. So the feast of Booth came around the harvest time. That's why they celebrate and they uh, rejoice before the Lord for the harvest. The Booth festival was the most popular of the three major Jewish uh, feasts. Even the Gentiles was invited to attend or to join them. So from chapter 7, verse 1 to 13, we can learn three main points. The first one, the wrong timing. The unbelievers' timing. The second one was the uh, difference between Jesus and his half-brother in terms of the timing and in terms of their view about the world. The, sec the third one is the right timing, God's timing. This is our purpose, to follow God, to do everything according to his timing. So the first one, the wrong timing. His brothers have wrong view about Jesus. Jesus was conceived through the Holy Spirit and Mary gave birth to Jesus when she was a virgin. So Mary married uh, Joseph, and they have several children, and this is Jesus' half-brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, Judas, or Jude. Although they did not believe Jesus at this time, but the Bible said they came 
to believe in Jesus. James became the leader of Jerusalem Church, and he and Jude wrote the epistle of James and epistle of Jude or Judas uh, in the Bible. Now, verse 3, it says, When the feast of Boots was near, Jesus' brother said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciple there may see the work you do. They challenged him, saying, if you are really a Messiah, go and make it public so everyone can see what you are doing. Why are you trying to hide? First four, his brother said again, no one who wants to become a public figure act in secret. They provoke him to perform his miracle publicly so that the world will see. Chapter 6, Jesus had the large crowd after feeding of 5,000. Uh, one commentary said he had around 20,000 followers. I think if I have 20,000 members, we will have staff meeting every day maybe. How can we grow from 20 to 25,000 by the end of next year? But we learn that Jesus, that's why Jesus is not shared about the prosperity gospel. And after he gave them a physical bread, he taught them about the spiritual bread, about himself. If you eat my flesh and my, uh, uh, my blood, you will have eternal life. And the follower abandoned him. So his brother's suggestion to go public in Jerusalem had made a lot of sense in any business. If we had a lot, if we have lost, uh, lost a lot of our customer, of course we will think of a new business strategy or new marketing strategy. This is very makes sense. And Jesus' brothers recommend a worldly method of publicity. And marketing. When Jesus lived in our time today, I can imagine multimedia, news, Instagram, all we announce. Jesus, who claimed himself as a Messiah, as the Son of God, has been abandoned by all his followers. Or Jesus experienced bankruptcy. But Verse 5, John says a statement. John makes a statement. Even his own brothers did not believe in him. This explains why they spoke to him the way they did. Earlier in his ministry, in Jesus' ministry, his brothers' unbelief had led them to think Jesus has lost his mind. You can read in Mark chapter 3. So Jesus' brothers see Jesus simply as a wonder maker who might gain a larger follower if he would perform on a larger stage of Jerusalem. Many of us, we treat Jesus as a wonder 
maker. So what was the brother's motivation? Their motivation was based on their unbelief. They were being sarcastic to Jesus. They urged Jesus to demonstrate his miraculous power so that Jesus might, might become famous and prosper so they could share Jesus, shame, uh, Jesus' fame as uh, his brother. Secondly, Jesus' brother expect Jesus to be a political messiah so that he could deliver Israel from Rome. If Jesus was a political savior or political messiah, he would have had to start his claim in Jerusalem with the Jewish authority and with the masses there. John chapter 6 verse 15 it says, when Jesus perceived that the crowd was about to take him by force and make him king, he withdrew himself from the crowd. So when his brothers suggest him to have a new marketing strategy, what was Jesus' response? Jesus' response from verse 6 to 9. Jesus to them, my time is not yet here. My time is not yet come. He wouldn't allow his brother disbelief to dictate his action. Jesus was always conscious of doing the Father's will according to his divine timetable. Jesus had also responded similarly to his mother at the wedding in Cana, when we remember. Jesus was moving toward the cross, but he was doing on God's timing. As the Jewish leader were looking to kill him, he was aware that his divine time would not come until the next Passover or the following spring. Then Jesus refused his brother's request, telling them, you go to the festival. I'm not going to the festival because my time is not yet fully come. My time, because my time has not yet fully come. Jesus was aware of a time which is coming, but which had not come yet. So such a public journey would cause premature confrontation <coughs> with the Jewish leader. Therefore, Jesus stayed in Galilee for a little while. And it, this is my imagination. If Jesus confronted the Jewish leader at that time, he would die, yes, not as not as a savior, because not according to his father's timing, but he was just a historical hero. Throughout his early ministry, Jesus was always conscious of doing his father's will. Jesus' timetable is not his brother's timetable. His purpose is not his brother's purpose. As Jesus' follower, we have to consider God's timing in our life. So that is the main difference in this passage between Jesus and his brother in terms of the time. 
Jesus says in verse 6, My time is not yet here. For, for you, any time will do. For the, his brothers, any time will do. His brother's timing was always appropriate. Why? Since they were part of the unbelieving world. They would act as normal religious Jews, fulfill their religious duty, which would not irritate anybody or challenge any Jewish leader. Therefore, to, they could act without fear. They came to Jerusalem without any fear, unlike Jesus. They would face no hostility at Jerusalem from the Jewish authority because they were one of them. Jesus makes it clear, I'm not going with you because it is not my father's time for me to go. But you can go anytime, no problem. John shows that Jesus was firm to do his father's will and timing and not the will and the timing of his unbelieving brothers. The second contrast between Jesus and his brother is in verse 7. It's in terms of the, their attitude of the word. John chapter 7, verse 1, it says that the Judeans were looking for a chance to kill Jesus. Verse 7, Jesus reminded his brother that the word cannot hit you. But the word hit me because I testify that it works are evil. How come? When everyone else look at the Jewish leader, they respect them, they honor them, they see their good deeds. But Jesus, as a savior, he looked not on our appearance. He looked into our heart. So when Jesus saw the Jewish leader, he saw their pride, their self-righteousness. So that's why he exposed their sin and made them not happy. Jesus came to this world not just to expose their sin, but Jesus also came to die for their sin, but they did not believe in him. When Jesus said that the word hates him, he was referring to the all Judeans and all the people of the world who are against God's loving purpose. God chose Israel to be his representative nation or people to be the light of the world. If Israel, the Jewish leader, and the crowd had turned away from Jesus, it doesn't stop them to be the special, in the special position between God and the world. So it is as if the anger, the rebellion, the evil, the whole world was concentrated in Jerusalem. When Jesus goes to Jerusalem, he is not facing only the national problem, but the problem of 
the whole world that God loved so much. As in John chapter 6, uh, 64, Jesus said, Yet there are some of you who do not believe. The third one, the right timing, God's timing, our Father's timing. By delaying his departure until after his brother has gone up to Jerusalem or to Israel, uh, to Jerusalem, Jesus went also to Jerusalem, not publicly, but in secret. According to verse 14, Jesus did not arrive in Jerusalem until the middle of the festival. By the time he left, uh, Jesus left Galilee, most people had already arrived in Jerusalem. And Jesus chose uh, the way through the Samaria, Samaria through the desert. That was not the uh, popular way at that time. He had avoided unnecessary publicity and confrontation with the Jews because he was aware of his father's timing. If we continue to read verse 10 to 13, it confirms the wisdom of Jesus' caution. All the people in, uh, in Jerusalem during the festival, the Jewish leader asked, where is he? Where is Jesus? And they were grumbling around the crowd. Jesus is a good man. And some say, Jesus is a deceiver. Jesus is not a good man. Jesus is the Lord, the Son of God, is the Savior. He's not a good man. The Jewish leader, were, and uh, the Bible says, or John says, no one was speaking openly about Jesus because they were afraid of the Jewish leader and, and they were aware the punishment would be they were cut off from the Jewish community, from the Jewish life, from the Jewish culture. The Jewish leader tried to control the people through fear. So when we learn the book of Galatians, that's why the people live in hypocrite and looking for approval anywhere. So our unbelief creates a wrong view about who Jesus is. Our unbelief creates our wrong view about who Jesus is. And it produces wrong motivation. It leads us to make wrong decision and to act at the wrong time. And the consequence is that we live outside God's loving purpose. And maybe some of us, because of our wrong choice, wrong timing, we still live in the consequence of our wrong choice. I'll give you some example. Uh, example of wrong time. Few years ago, many many years ago, there was a girl 
now a woman, a girl, who has urgency or desire to get married as soon as possible. And then she went to Indonesia and she learned to know a gentleman. Not long after that, they went back to Australia and they get married. After they have one child, the wife found out that the husband has addiction to gambling. And, and then they separate as husband and wife. After a few years, they united again and as, watch, uh, fight, uh, as husband and wife. And after they have two children, now they have separated and divorced. And when uh, a friend asked this girl or this woman now, did you regret for your wrong time, your wrong choice? wrong timing to get married. And this girl says, I am happy because my status now is married woman, no longer a single woman. She has to live and raise two children by herself as a single mother. So our unbelief that God can provide us with the right companion make us have the wrong motivation. And from the wrong motivation, we choose the wrong choice and we act at the wrong time. So we have to pay to live in the consequence of our wrong timing. Or wrong choice. I give you another example. The right timing. 30 years ago, when we went back from our study, we prayed and we decided to get married as soon as possible. Because at that time, my father was terminally ill. He got cancer. And in fact, he was dying at that time. So my mother and my sister were against us. They will, will do anything to hinder our wedding ceremony. But with the help of some friend, we managed to arrange a simple wedding ceremony. And, and then at that time, my father, I can remember my father learned to walk step by step so that she can, uh, he can attend my wedding. He could not walk me down the aisle. No more strength. And, but he can sit there and watch my wedding. After the wedding, uh, my uh, mother uh, and my father-in-law invited us to Medan and we can celebrate the wedding party in Medan. The night after the party, I got a call from Jakarta that my father was uh, admitted to hospital. And then the next morning, I flew back to Jakarta and straight away, I went to hospital. I accompanied my father 
one week until he had passed away. And today, I never regret what we did before. Even though in my life, I did a lot of mistakes at the wrong timing. So there is a right timing when the Israel, uh, when Israel was prophesied by Jeremiah, God said, you have to stay in Israel even when the Babylonian invaded Israel. But they did not believe Jeremiah. And they ran away. Uh, God says, Jeremiah says, if you submit to the Babylonian, you will be saved. And they did not believe. They ran away to Egypt. And the Babylonians defeated Egypt. And they all who ran away to Egypt got killed by the Babylonians. So we, as Jesus' follower, we have to learn the right timing. Even though sometimes we plan a lot, we think a lot, and God's timing is not come yet. We have to be patient. It's worth it to wait, to wait of God's timing. My question, are we willing to wait for God's timing? Or do we allow our unbelief to motivate us to act in the wrong timing? My conclusion through John's gospel we learn that there are many who believe in Jesus who do not truly believe. I hope there is no one here. There are many who follow Jesus who not follow Jesus wholeheartedly. Many of Jesus' disciples who are in fact false and temporary disciples. Why are they false? Because they have not received Jesus as he revealed himself who he truly is. But instead, they receive him only after making him into what they want him to be. We mold Jesus into our need, into our desire, not as a son of God. And the Lord. Secondly, our familiarity with the church, with Jesus' teaching, with the word of God, will not guarantee that we are safe. Except we receive him personally, invited him as our Savior and our Lord. You can grow up in Christian home and go to church every week especially my children. No absent. Every week they go to the church. And know no a lot of Jesus' story from the Bible. But if we are not invite him into our life and make him as our Savior and our Lord, that means all nothing. There is no such second generation Christian. For all the young people, if you grow up in Christian home, you have personally invited Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. Amen. 
Number three, as Christian, we all Christian here, we need to grow to know him deeply and know his timing, his right timing. After at least 25 years of his conversion, Apostle Paul, he says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his suffering, becoming like him in his death. The more deeply we know Jesus Christ for who he is, the more quickly we will submit to him as our Lord in our thought, our word, and our deed. And the more we will trust him, invited Jesus as our Savior, mean we trust him wholeheartedly. And the more we know him, the more we trust him in all matters of our life. God bless you.